0: Friday nights at 9 p.m. It's time to sit back, relax, and play conspiracy bingo with Ecoplex Media. We've curated the best conspiracy theorists the internet has to offer and turned it into a live bingo game you can play for free with absolutely no prizes but bragging rights. You won't find a live stream like this anywhere else, and that's probably better for everyone else's mental health. Tune in every Friday at 9 p.m. Pacific at twitch.tv slash Media and find our full schedule at EcoplexMedia.com. In the homosexual
1: community, one's called the bottom, the other's called the top. Uh, not appropriate.
2: shot eyes, get drunk and fight every night Idolize Bradley, belittle woman's rights Homophobic and don't give a fucking hay Do you think you can drive a bigger truck? So wear your baseball cap to the side Let everyone know that you're a nice guy So cool, I was so impressed Lots of chicks in a barrel chest Cause you're a real man, punch for punch Gonna piss in your face while you're passed out drunk I'm a nice guy A nice guy who speaks through his fits Prick with a penchant for messing with heads A broken nose for dinner and breakfast in bed Alcoholic, paranoid, and suicidal too But you're probably
3: kill her Before she gets away from you She's losing a blood and
2: cry All your friends say that you're a nice guy Have a drink, this one's on me Look you're doing fine Losing to your disease No, not so. I'll pack your bags very you my
4: there anyway welcome to the plex we do the show live every sunday at 7 p.m pacific right here on twitch twitch.tv slash echoplex media also simulcast to other places so if you're listening to this on the podcast go ahead and follow us on twitch it is a good time five or six nights a week although this week i'm take a couple nights off we'll be off uh thursday and uh saturday uh this week i do believe anyway you can support this project on twitch with bits subscriptions all that stuff but um Jeff Bezos sure takes his cut there. Other ways to do it are uh, just hit exclamation point tip in the chat or go to streamlabs.com slash ecoplexmedia. You can directly donate there or just go to ecoplexmedia.com, click the support tab. Of course, the merch shop powered by Fourth Wall is probably the best way to support us because you get a cool shirt or a cool hat or something like that. Anyway, producer Dave, you can find me on Grindr. Uh, Many have been this week, and this is what the people want.
5: I Don't hate the cops There's a person inside when the truncheon stops Don't hate the cops When the raiders come, who will protect the shops Don't hate the cops They're a sensitive bunch If you don't stop throwing your rush Snap, crackle, pop Is the sound of a taser Your body drops Don't hate the cops Don't hate the cops Don't hate the cops Like your local police Cause they don't do nothing wrong Like your local police Got rid of the corruption And the racism is gone They've been keeping the peace Keeping homeless folks Out of the parks and malls Got a cure for your social disease Follow the law Don't hate the cops Follow i no. Just doing their job Donate the cops Well you gotta wonder How much would it cost For you to be shot at and stabbed at By maniacs and drunks Donate the cops Donate the cops Donate the cops Donate the cops
4: news stories from the last two weeks to go over uh here so uh we'll just kind of go lightning round mode on this but i put a couple silly things up first because i thought it'd be fun to put some silly things up first here's what happens when you hire the wrong uh, dj for your office party Keep i saw that i think ali drew put that in the chat or in the discord and i was like okay that's pretty fucking funny um up next we got uh in other uh, dj fails here's another uh failure by uh a disc jockey of sorts let's see what what kind of dj fail we found here check this out <laughs>
6: please rise for our national anthem
0: open up safe bitches got a safe. Safe,
4: safe. <laughs> i wish that first i don't even know what that song was but i wish that was our national anthem that's a lot of fun <laughs> all right up next uh, it seems like the, something happened at bass pro shop that i was unaware of um Maybe the rest of you are totally aware of this and I'm just like out of touch with the world or whatever, but something, something happened at a Bass Pro Shop and I am i didn't go looking for the um, for the thing that happened at the Bass Pro Shop. Instead, we're going to go with Blair Erskine's uh, uh, discussion of the matter because that's always a fun way to learn about news.
7: Um,
8: today, we took the kids to Bass Pro Shop so they could get their picture made with January 6th Santa. And um, while we were there... Um, my husband decided to get into the swimming pool. And it is a swimming pool. Aquariums have tops on them. If you don't want us to get in it, you you put a top on it or else it's a swimming pool. Apparently somebody took a video of it and put it online. And I have been seeing some nasty, nasty comments. And I just have to say, if you're at Bass Pro Shop and you see a grown man take off all his clothes and get butt ass naked in the swimming pool, you need to mind your business. If you're looking at his penis, you're a pervert and you should be looking at God's penis because yes, God is a man and yes, he does eat meat. (laughs) In our house, we like to say, he might not have the biggest part, but he does have the biggest heart. His earthly penis might be small, but his spiritual penis, the one he'll have when he gets to heaven, is massive. <laughs> and it's always inside. And if anybody from Bass Pro Shop is watching this right now, I just want to say we should get our January 6th Santa photos for free. <laughs> That's
5: the least y'all
4: can do. The least. I have no idea what happened at Bass Pro Shop, but I feel like a, I feel like Blair's interpretation of it is probably not as good as we're going to need to get. That is so funny. That is so funny. Okay, so now we're going to move on to the actual news. I wish we could, uh, maybe one Sunday, maybe one Sunday, we'll go ahead and just find real funny, silly shit, and do it all. The whole thing. Maybe if Sunday falls on an April 1st sometime or something. But unfortunately, one Mr. Hunter Biden has been in the news again. And, uh, this time, not, not a bad showing by uh, Hunter Biden, actually. But first, here's... um. As is tradition, I suppose. Here's Marge just showing more pictures of Hunter Biden.
9: And it's marked Mr. Out. Chairman, point mark out. Point, point proof, of parliamentary uh, inquiry. Showing proof hey, of hey, Man hey, Act hey, violations. Uh, uh, Democrats should should hey, not hey. be okay. offended by pictures uh, that Chairman, black out. Have I been recognized? They should be. I,
4: I mean, that rectangle kind of
10: big.
9: Point of parliamentary on trafficking on inquiry.
10: Mr. Chairman, thank you kindly, Mr. Chairman. It's not trafficking. 26, I sent you a letter about the last time this happened when the gentlelady uh, introduced uh, before this committee without any notice to uh, anyone uh, nude photos, pornographic uh, images that were completely irrelevant to the purpose uh, of the hearing itself. And uh, my question to you is, are members allowed to simply put up sensationalistic, voyeuristic, pornographic images if they're not relevant to the actual object of the legislative proceeding. Yeah. But, I want a parliamentary ruling well, on that. Mr. Askin,
11: that's probably part of the questioning for for Mr. Biden violations of the BAN Act. Ms. Green's led on that issue. No no this is a rules of the, rules these of the committee. Already, these pictures have already been entered into the record.
10: So in other words, you have accepted the idea that members can introduce irrelevant, I sexually based. how how is, this, how is this irrelevant? Well, well, how, does I, how, is, how does it relate to Joe Biden? How does it relate to. We're not doing
12: well, a criminal investigation of Hunter no, Biden. We've point had, we've point, had point had of order, several, Mr. Chairman.
11: Point, point of order.
10: Testified
4: in the FBI. What a shit show. God, what a shit show. <laughs> so Somebody in chat asked about our revenge porn, and I think that um, members of Congress actually have a lot of like indemnification and, and um, leeway to where they cannot be like pros- like civilly uh, pros- civilly prosecuted for the things they do on um, like on the House floor and whatnot. I think they have some protections there. So, oh, that's great! During this, uh, Trump and Epstein comes up uh, during this. Fantastic.
13: That now it doesn't work. You come up here and talk about Hunter Biden's behavior. And you're so disgusted. But the guy that you all kneel to, okay, associates himself with a pedophile. But remember, I, I get Mr. it. Chairman, I, 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 Mr. Chair, Mr. Chairman.
14: Mr. Chair. Chairman, that is, should be it, stricken.
11: It, it, yeah. I ask his words uh, taken uh, down. fact in his time. It's a fact. It's a, it's a fact. I ask his t- ask st- words word to be taken okay, down. Okay, there's a motion to take the strike the words yeah yes on what grounds
12: on
10: what grounds
11: to say that we associate with pedophiles no 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 he didn't
4: say that you do he said that your dude does and his uh, your dude's name appeared three times in the recent documents that were released sorry none of us made that happen no no
5: no,
15: i said Donald Trump
16: just said
15: that we all kneel i
16: kneel to christ I stand for the flag, support? and I kneel for the cross.
17: Change my, I'll change my public. word to support. Mr.
10: Ranking member, you might look
17: to no,
16: the no, library. Point. No, okay. But,
15: that your people
16: support. So you, you're
10: referring to the kneel down. Donald Trump said that I someone I moved for his
15: moved words to be taken down. And I think he withdrew it's that. motion. I, I withdraw my kneel. He, he withdrew it. it. He withdrew
11: that. That'll no, be I'll, I'll, We have to
15: accept him withdrawing it.
11: All right. Everybody
15: good? That's going to be taken for
11: we
4: the record. Okay. I withdraw. I mean, but it's on. The Twitter is forever.
13: Very much support. We okay with that? No, it's no. Flakes offended? Okay, wonderful. Uh, Anyway.
4: (laughs) Oh, what a nightmare. I'm fucking here for it. This is we usually don't cover a lot of uh the comings and goings of the House of Representatives, but mm, this this we're here for it. Here we go. Here's the here's the juicy part here. Here's when um Marjorie the Gathering uh starts uh about was about to speak and then uh Hunter and his Hunter Biden and his lawyer are just like bye.
11: Gentlemen, time's expired. Chair recognize Ms. Green from Georgia for five minutes.
9: Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Uh, excuse me, Hunter. Oh, apparently, whoa. you're afraid of my you words. Whoa! <laughs> whoa. <laughs> oh! I'd like to reclaim my time, Mr. Chairman.
4: Reclaim your time from what?
7: Wow, that's too bad. <laughs> <laughs>
4: You only get to reclaim your time if somebody interrupts you or whatever. Just getting up and walking out didn't interrupt. You reclaim what time? <laughs> <Jesus. laughs> That's fantastic. So here's what they uh, walked out to do, actually. They walked out to uh, give give a bit of a press conference right in the middle, little bit, middle of what Marge was saying here. <laughs>
15: So, Mr. Biden. Let me start again. Hunter Biden was and is a private citizen. Despite this, Republicans have sought to use him as a surrogate to attack his father. And despite their improper partisan motives, on six different occasions since February of 2023, we have offered to work with the House committees to see what and how relevant information to any legitimate inquiry could be provided. Our first five offers were ignored and then in November they issued a subpoena for a behind closed doors deposition, a tactic that the Republicans have repeatedly misused in their political crusade to selectively leap and mischaracterize what witnesses have said. What are you gonna do when the House... Last fall, Chairman Comer to made to an explicit offer to conduct that people to like Hunter to and had, like him, the option to attend a deposition or a public Congress hearing, whichever they chose. Hunter chose a hearing where Republicans sir? could not distort, manipulate, or misuse that testimony. honor, and then ignoring that invitation and proving once again that they cared little about the truth and wanted only to, quote, move the needle of political support, which was a quote Chairman Comer confessed was his true purpose. The Republican chairs today, then, are commandeering an unprecedented resolution to hold someone in contempt who has offered to publicly answer all their proper questions. The question there is, what are they afraid of? Thank you.
4: This is a pretty good. This is, I mean, I don't know. Maybe Hunter should be running for president. <laughs> Fuck it. Like, he's like not afraid to fucking play the game that they're playing. He's like, oh, you want to question me in private? Well, I'll suggest we do it in public. Oh, and I'll come to your um, I'll come to your hearing actually about it. But then I'll leave when the crazy lady talks. I'll take the press with me, and we'll go outside and make a statement. Fucking not bad, not bad. I'm a little trollish, but you know, I've never. I've really judged people for that, you know, kind of known maybe for being a bit of a troll myself, so not bad, not fucking bad. Here's a uh, Marjorie, the gathering on um, I don't know, the Eric bowling show to complain that he, the hunter walked out when she was going to try to say some dumb shit.
9: I can't do anything to stop him there. But I'll tell you right now, this is a real slap in the American people's face. Oh, and it's shocking to watch the president's son, Hunter Biden, who thinks he's above the law, to come in there like that and then refuse to hear me speak to him. And I had a lot to say, <laughs> Eric, you-
4: <laughs> Oh, he was there. He listened to everyone else. And then when I... um. When I went to speak, he was like, nah, bye. They planned to do that. They had to have planned to do that. That was fucking I'm sorry. That was that was pretty smart. That was pretty smart. Cause that lady crazy. Lady's out of her fucking mind. So here's uh Katie Porter, representative Katie Porter, going to uh, sum up some of the events that we uh just witnessed clips from.
18: So that
19: Americans who love this country and just want a better future don't have to listen to hours of frustrating attacks and procedural debates in a partisan game, let me sum it up. One, there is zero evidence of President Biden doing anything wrong, including in connection with his son. No evidence of an impeachable offense, not a little, not something, none. Two. Hunter Biden has offered to testify in public in front of this committee. If Republicans only want his secret, private testimony, that is, as the kids say these days, sus. If my Republican colleagues are truly in this to get answers, and I hope they are, stop wasting all our time on holding Hunter Biden in contempt on a deposition and ask him your questions. He'll be here under oath and the American people can watch. What's more transparent than that? What's better accountability than letting the American people hear Hunter Biden's answers? That's real accountability, not political gamesmanship behind closed doors. This is a game where nobody wins and everybody loses.
4: That's the only thing I disagree with so far. So far what we've seen is Hunter Biden just won.
19: It is Washington at its worst. And I'll tell it like it is without pointing the finger at either party. This sucks.
4: Fuck. Yeah. I, I mean, I actually don't think it sucks. I'm, I'm rather enjoying this, but I mean, if you, if you're, if you're up there trying to do your fucking job and shit, yeah, it's probably pretty frustrating. Right. If you're like, well, I have, actually I have like a big stack of stuff that I'd like to work on, um, it's sort of my job. And not for nothing, she's representing Orange County, which is a very slim Democrat majority now. So she has to be able to come back to those people and tell them that she delivered and that she did her job. And if the House of Representatives is in chaos, she's likely to lose just because of the chaos. It's something just that little could flip uh, flip Orange County back. So even Fox and Friends, even Fox and Friends is like, fuck is going on if you've lost the dumb fucking people at fox and friends you you've just you've you've lost america
1: it is unclear at this point on capitol hill if the republicans actually have enough votes to uh if they bring it up for a vote if it would pass because the the republican the republicans in the house are in such disarray the Speaker of the House is hanging onto his job by a thread. Two votes, right? Well, again. it just takes one for a motion to vacate. That's what happened to Kevin McCarthy. Yeah. I, I was curious. Please people say they're not
20: going to go down that route again.
1: They might. It, it looks Chip like it Roy could, says they might. It could happen before February 1st. So the republicans They're
4: competing with Shasta County. They're going to see if they can get more Speakers of the House in any given period of time than Shasta County has uh, county attorneys.
21: May not
1: have the vote, even though they had the big Chaotic circus yesterday. Yeah, Can right. they
21: change that, that rule, the motion
20: to vacate? They didn't. This they is crazy. Have. Why right. would they do that? We're in a, in a presidential uh, year. They, they just want to make so sure they don't, they're don't. they
22: not in the majority uh, next election. This,
13: especially well, they're, they're when you... It especially-
4: Damn, even when Brian Kilmeade is like, they just want to make sure they lose. Brian Kilmeade, is, I mean, I think he's dumber than Steve Ducey. I think Brian Kilmeade is potentially the dumbest person at Fox News. And he was like, he's even like, well, I'm, I'm going to throw shade too. He's like, fuck it. So... <laughs> this is this is great. This is uh this is a news nation. It's sort of a like a kind of a newish uh sort of centrist e um cable channel kind of uh, kind of into aliens a little bit. But uh they're going to ask um James Comer if, if the Republicans just got played by Hunter Biden.
14: With us now, James Comer chairman of the House Oversight Committee. Uh, You've had a long day, sir. We appreciate you making it uh, out of committee and here uh, to talk to us. Fair to say, I think things didn't go as planned. Did you guys get played?
11: No, I think that the American people saw the arrogance and entitlement of the president's son. Look, uh, we've been very transparent with this administration I don't know. He's just like Biden. We've published four bank memorandums. Uh, We've talked about uh, and and demonstrated mountains of evidence with respect to the fact that the Bidens have received millions and millions of dollars from our enemies around the world. No, you haven't. We don't know what they did to receive the money. They don't own hotels. They don't own real estate. They don't own legitimate businesses. They don't provide services. <laughs> Wait a minute. They don't manufacture anything. What exactly do they do to receive the money? The president's son refuses to come in and answer questions. Uh, no, 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 no. That's
4: not true. He's like, I would like to answer questions publicly so that everyone can hear my answers, which is a pretty, pretty strong move, actually. If you had anything to hide, you'd want it. You'd want the hearings behind closed doors. So that you could then lie sort of about what you said or whatever,
11: you know, it's more than welcome to show up for a committee hearing after a deposition. Every investigation, whether I mean, it's he was already a there investigation or whether it's an investigation by local and law enforcement, they bring people in for depositions at the end of the investigations. We have all these questions about specific bank transactions, significant amounts of money that came from Russia, Sir,
4: you're not the Department China, of Justice,
11: Uzbekistan, Ukraine, uh, Romania. To the Biden family that was then dispersed through different uh, fake companies and ended up in the personal bank accounts of 10 different Biden family members. The American people want to know what did the Bidens do? And today we held Hunter Biden in contempt of Congress. He showed up. You heard Moskowitz. You played
4: contempt for not showing up, but he was there. Like, do you know how stupid you look?
11: Hunter Biden's here to answer questions. Two minutes later. His time expired, and I recognized Marjorie Taylor Greene. She was going to ask him questions. He ran out of there. So, in my opinion, the
14: Bidens are the ones that got played today. Well,
11: Marjor-
4: but he Marjorie, was audi- he was sitting in the audience. No, no, he was sitting in the audience. He wasn't sitting. Like, come on, dude.
14: Questions. Does that mean that you all would accept uh, and hold a hearing for Hunter uh, and allow him to testify publicly after the deposition? He can. After the deposition, but you just he said Marjorie Taylor Greene was going to ask him questions. Hunter- yeah. So we, 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 well, he okay. wasn't supposed so why to be there. Well, if he if
5: he'll
4: You're come back, to. Well, he wasn't supposed to be there. But like this is this guy's this. Come on, dude. You you really suck at this. Marge was, Marge was there. Marjorie the Gathering was going to ask questions, but also like nobody knew who was going to be there. So I mean, which is it?
14: Questions.
11: Yeah, in a deposition. He will come back and answer questions in a deposition. And then he can have a public hearing. Marjorie Taylor Greene will get five minutes. Dan Goldman will get five minutes. Then Pat Fallon will get five minutes and we'll go down the, the, the aisle. But right but now, you- it's very important that you, you realize that Hunter Biden doesn't make the rules. And when Democrats were in control, they didn't let people say, oh, we'll only come if it's a if it's a hearing. They made them sit for depositions first. We're doing Hunter Biden the exact uh, same way. A lot, of,
4: a, lot of your, a lot of your people refuse to show up at all for any of
11: it. They've been involved in, in congressional investigations have been treated in the past.
14: Right. The, the, look, that's a perfectly fair point, and, and you make a, a fair, fair analysis that that's how things have been done uh, in the past. Let's just stipulate for a moment that Hunter Biden did some really bad things, uh, and I'm not talking about the, the drugs and the sex and the women. Um, as you point he's out, because like,
4: I love all those things, he's like, everybody loves that about Hunter Biden. Uh,
14: at the very least, he sold out America and tried to peddle his father's name and got money from America's enemies, specifically China. And you think about uh, the people he was taking money from in Russia. These are not good people. So so that is stipulated. Um I guess what I'm trying to figure out, and, and look, I'm just a, a guy from the Midwest. I'm not political, but I'm, I'm thinking about the optics here, not exactly What is, is
4: political? Is not political when from Midwest?
14: He comes to the hearing uh, and he gets screamed at. He gets called names. He gets insulted. I'm not talking about partisans. I'm talking about independent voters who just watched and heard the, the commotion of today. Some have called it a circus. Is there any chance that you're making people, and I know this is hard to imagine, but making people feel bad for Hunter Biden.
11: Nobody felt bad for Hunter Biden. No, I don't think so. Only uh, liberals that uh, are are obsessed with Trump. Look, at the end of the day, we have a simple question: What did you do to receive the millions of dollars from our enemies around the world? If
4: Great, it- asking that in fucking public. I don't, I don't, I don't see like like when people refused subpoenas when the Democrats were in charge of the House. If people would have said, "I'd actually rather do the this testimony public," I think the when the Democrats were in charge of would have been like, all right.
11: you can answer that question, we'll pretty much be done with him. But we have specific transactions. Look, this, this individual hasn't been truthful. There's a reason he's indicted in two federal courts right now. There's a reason he's on a plane back to California right now for a hearing tomorrow in front of a federal judge. He's been in trouble. He's in trouble with the IRS, with the FBI, with the Department of Justice, with the House Oversight Committee, with the House Judiciary Committee. This is a guy... That's made a lot of mistakes. We're investigating his father. We're trying to determine whether or not Joe Biden is compromised because of the millions of dollars his his family's received from our enemies around the world. We have specific questions. They said he came there to answer questions today. The first question he had, he bolted out of there. So, I mean, they can try to create a narrative that that he was there to answer questions. But when someone attempted to ask him a
14: question, he left. Okay, but I, again, I, I'm mm-hmm. trying to understand. Marjorie Taylor Greene was trying to ask him a question, you say, but that was in a public hearing. But you're saying you're not going to ask him any questions in a public hearing, only privately. <laughs> hey, even first. this so
4: dumbass this news anchor is an like, "Wait a to
14: minute." Answer questions publicly. I'm just trying to figure figure it out. No, no,
4: no. After the deposition. He's like, "No, you, you know, I'm not going to let you figure He'll come this
14: out." Back whenever you want. After the deposition. Right, th- that's been
11: the that's I, I, been the get- deal from day one. <laughs> even the dumbass news anchor.
4: Uh, and as someone in the chat called it the land of uh, news nation the land of misfit anchors was like wait a minute you said that he can't answer you shouldn't answer questions publicly until after the private deposition but then like you think he should have stayed to answer marjorie the gathering's question <laughs> this is just this is this is amazing i fucking love this anyway that's the end of our hunter biden coverage it looks like hunter biden is uh, in the lead winning the battle of narratives, <laughs> as they might say, um, seems like Roger Stone. Roger Stone seems to have done an oopsie, or uh, several oopsies.
23: Straw
16: Waller or Nadler has to die before the election. We need to get the message.
7: I'm Diana Felzone, senior media reporter for Mediite.com. Now, earlier this week, I published a piece for Mediite about longtime Trump ally Roger Stone talking about assassinating two members of Congress. Roger Stone spoke with Cop Pal about assassinating Eric Swalwell and Jerry Nadler. In the story, I reported that Stone was caught on tape discussing the prospect of assassinating the two House Democrats with an associate named Sal Greco. A now former NYPD cop who worked for stone on the side. Now, since the story was published, stone has vehemently challenged our reporting writing in a post on social media, quote, I never spoke about assassinating anyone. <laughs> Fake media. I can't produce the recording they claim to have. Well, we do indeed have the
4: recording. Oh, he's like they can't produce it. She's like, yeah. She's like, put me in a wooden room. Let's fuck around.
7: And we're going to play it for you now. Before we do, a quick note that this audio has been lightly edited to protect the identity of our source. But here is Roger Stone speaking to his associate Sal Greco at Cafe Europa in Fort Lauderdale weeks before the 2020 election.
4: Otherwise, this will this will one day be known as Exhibit B.
7: Europa in Fort Lauderdale weeks before the 2020 election.
23: Go find and get this over with. Time to do it now.
16: Then we'll see how brave the rest of them are. Either, either Strawwell or Nadler has to die before the election. They need to get the message. And just
10: not putting up with this shit again.
7: Our source told us that this was not a one off conversation, nor was it in jest. Our source told us Stone was talking about taking specific actions on these plans. Quote, Roger spent election day and the months prior calling for acts of violence. It was definitely concerning that he was constantly planning violence with an NYPD officer and other militia groups. In addition to his social media post, Stone denied ever making these comments in a statement to Mediate prior to our publishing the story. He told us, quote, total nonsense. I've never said anything of the kind, more AI manipulation. You asked me to respond to audios that you don't let me hear and you don't identify a source for. Absurd. However, his associate, Sal Greco, did not deny the comments, telling us, quote, I don't think your reader is interested in ancient political fodder. It's worth noting that this isn't the first time Stone has made the claim that his comments were deep fakes. He made the same claim about his remarks in the documentary, A Storm Foretold. In which she was caught on tape talking about violence. I
16: should the lawyer and let's get right to the violence.
7: Also worth pointing out here that Stone has a history with Congressman Swalwell and Nadler, both of whom served on the House Judiciary Committee. Stone was convicted of federal crimes in Special Counsel Robert Mueller's Russia investigation. His sentence was commuted by then President Donald Trump just days before he was set to report to prison nadler subsequently announced the judiciary committee would look into why stone's sentence was commuted so certainly nadler and swalwell were on roger stone's radar don't forget to subscribe to our youtube channel for more coverage of this story and the latest so in
4: that's PM a politics. bad move being like oh you're not going to produce the thing and <clears throat> they're not going to i mean he just it seems like he was trying to uh, convince someone to help him uh, like off a couple, uh, a couple of representatives. So maybe that they're, maybe they're like, uh, we're not going to tell you who the source is just based on, you know, the thing we're reporting on here. Um, because we don't want this source to end up having, having any harm come to them. And not just that Stone might have them killed, but just that fucking crazy people will start harassing whoever the source of this was. It's interesting the guy that he was talking to said, oh, this is just old political stuff. And I think the reason he didn't deny it is because his voice doesn't appear to be on there conspiring to do anything. You know, he if this goes to court or whatever, he could just be like, I was actually kind of fucking shocked at what I was hearing. You know, I didn't know if he was kidding or whatever. And he's like, I just kind of kept my mouth shut. That'd be the smart play, but these people are idiots. Um, in other news about uh, very smart people and uh, legal issues, uh, here's a here's Rudy Giuliani's attorney. Oh my fucking god! This this guy is just getting—he's up for an award. I swear.
12: I understand the argument. It's that is it, is it is the concern simply other states could prosecute your client for the same predicate act.
23: Yes, Judge. And um,
16: for instance, arguably uh, Georgia, you can't be sentenced for a RICO, the RICO and the uh, the predicate act, but in
12: Florida you can. There's just sure Georgia. So, but, but how does that become a double jeopardy issue if all the states are separate sovereigns? I mean, couldn't he be convicted in every single state, all fifty states, if if there was an issue? without any double jeopardy concerns whatsoever
16: you may have point judge i mean there, there may be some.
4: you like may that, have but, a uh, point judge
12: <laughs> all right well that's something to focus on in briefing <laughs>
5: oh,
4: actually you may have a point oh shit it's like, if only i would have known that the judge has some knowledge of uh, the law well fuck Ah, fucking amazing. Anyway, up next is the uh, House of Representatives, the uh, rep from the U.S. Virgin Islands. Her name is Stacey Plaskett. And uh, here's her uh, breakdown just of what the uh, former president has sort of promised to do if elected.
17: In the past few months, Trump has said that he would reinstate the Muslim travel ban. In fact, his exact words were, When I return to office, the travel ban is coming back even bigger than before and stronger than before. He has vowed to use the Department of Justice to investigate his political enemies. He has said that those who oppose him should be executed for treason. He has called his political opponents cockroaches, vermin, said that immigrants are poisoning American society. He has promised to use the Insurrection Act to mobilize the military against any protesters who speak out against him if he wins re-election. Those do not resonate as plans of a democratic leader. They sound like a dictator. Many want to shield a man who as many experts have identified as spouting rhetoric cribbed from Nazi regime, calling his enemies cockroaches and vermin, saying that those who oppose him are poisoning the blood of America, and even calling for the execution of people who simply speak out against him. For four years, this man implemented loyalty tests, called for violence against his opponents, pardoned his friends, tried to illegally keep people out of the country because of their religious beliefs, he shoved children in cages, tried to illegally deploy the United States military to put down peaceful Black Lives Matter protests, and systematically dismantle the civil rights protections afforded to all Americans. And if he comes back, that will just be the start.
4: Yep. So it's from November, but it was important kind of to bring this back up. There's more of that, but you can you can grab it from the show notes. Um, some people kind of like um, these these ideas, actually. Here's uh, Lauren Witzke, and I don't know who, what the hell her, name, her co-host's name is. Um, They actually kind of like this stuff,
24: if you could imagine that. There are people paying attention to uh, some of the things that are being threatened. Threatened as in, like, we're aware of crimes. A lot of our compadres are are aware of crimes. So people on the other side are really starting to wonder what happens if they do indeed take back control of the country. Well, Rachel Maddow believes that not only are we going to prosecute everybody on that side of the aisle, but there are going to be executions. She said this.
7: Let's go. I mean, I mean it w- after they stand before a fair trial, then, you know, the judgment will be swift and it will be just.
4: Well, let's just execute people for unnamed crimes that because we don't like them. Fantastic. Up next, uh, we got a couple clips from the former guy. I promise not too many. Uh, here is, um, this, this is just a pure class, actually, from the former guy here talking about uh, the current president, Joe Biden, and uh, a recent speech.
16: That's why Crooked Joe is staging his pathetic fear-mongering campaign event in Pennsylvania today. Did you see him? He was stuttering through the whole thing. He's going, I'm going he's a threat to democracy. I'm a threat. They've weaponized government. He's saying, I'm a threat to democracy. He's a threat to democracy. (laughs) Couldn't read the word. He's a threat to democracy. You know how bad the press is? You know what they do? They take me saying that like that. And they say, Trump couldn't say the word democracy. (laughs) Look. No, that's what they do.
4: Um, that's funny that they just ended it right there too, That the fucking people clipping it. We're like, I mean, we can give, we can give you what you want, asshole. I kind of love it when, um, in these clips, he mentions what, what he thinks the press is going to do. And then somebody just clips it out sort of in that way. Anyway, here's, here's the former guy talking about the civil war. People, have, people on that side of the aisle have done just gangbusters lately talking about the civil war. And here's uh Trump.
16: I love studying the, uh, if you take a look, I mean, the wars. I don't know what it is. The Civil War was so fascinating, so horrible. It was so horrible, but so fascinating. It was, uh, I don't know, it was just different. I just find it, I'm so attracted to seeing it so many mistakes were made see there was something i think could have been negotiated to be honest with you i think you could have negotiated that all the people died so many people died you know that was the disaster if you got hit by a bullet in the leg you were essentially going to die or lose the leg that's why you had so many people no legs no arms if you got hit in the arm or the leg it meant you were up because the infection gangrene it was just such a You know sort of a horrible time but that's i was thinking to myself because i was uh, reading something and i said this is something that could have been negotiated you know it was just for all those people to die and they died viciously that was a vicious vicious war and uh in many ways look they're all this nothing nice about it but boy that was a that was a tough one for our country but i think it's uh you know Abraham Lincoln of course if he negotiated it you probably wouldn't even know who Abraham Lincoln was wait what uh, there, there he
4: wasn't much i think they my understanding is that there were attempts at negotiations
16: but he would have been president he would have been he wouldn't have been the Abraham Lincoln would have been different but that would have been okay it's uh it would have been a, a thing that and i i know yeah, it
4: what what are you what are, are you talking whole- about Process. he was in the last clip uh making fun of the way the other guy talks which is used to fucking but i don't know maybe it would have been different i don't know you know abraham lincoln you wouldn't notice this guy's is just a is just fucking word salad so
16: they went through and they just couldn't get along and that would have been something that could have been negotiated and they wouldn't have had that problem but
4: it was a tel- <laughs> it was a hell of a time and- so the problem with that is if biden was to try to make fun of that that's impossible to make fun of right like you cannot parody that it's just beyond parody. That's that Poe's Law shit, right? We're trying to make fun of that is pretty impossible. So apparently, not only do we need a wall, we also need a dome. Not like the dome that the flat earthers believe in, not the firmament or whatever, but we need a dome.
16: We want to protect our country. And you know those domes, are starting to work. I didn't like it when Ronald Reagan suggested it because we didn't have the technology. We do have the technology now. And we're going to build a giant dome over our country to protect us from a hostile source. And I think it's a great thing. And it's going to all be made in the United States. And no, it's not. That's something that I consider productive. You know, when I watch. The fuck are you uh, going to get the guys computers to run things? It on. It's unbelievable. Missile coming in. Missile coming in. These geniuses sit down. Most of them are you know, they're from MIT, but they sit down being 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 bing. she it's gone. it's amazing. What? i think we could use do you like that yes. i mean isn't that better than giving
4: other countries billions of dollars billions we We're gonna Wait, give- what what, what the, i don't know what he's talking about first of all there's no way that all of the electronics for such a system would be manufactured in the united states we don't have we don't have the supply chain for it we don't have the uh, talent base uh, for it we don't have the manufacturing facilities for it so, and even if like the I don't know. The fucking gun part of it was built in house. The computer has to run it. And there ain't fucking, there ain't no fucking computers being built in the United States either. And even if the computer's being assembled in the United States, there ain't no circuit boards and shit. It's all, it's all from fucking, dude, get the fuck out of here. Now, now we're going to, this one's good. We got a, we got a judge asked a Trump attorney a question about um, presidential immunity. And uh, this, this, This isn't great. This doesn't seem to go, go so well here.
25: Order seal team six to assassinate a political rival. That's an official act in order to seal team six.
26: He he would have to be, and would speedily be, you know, uh, uh, impeached and convicted before the criminal prosecution.
25: But if you weren't, there would be no criminal prosecution, no criminal liability for that.
26: Chief justice's opinion in murder against Madison and, uh, 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 and our constitutional tradition and the plain language of the impeachment judgment clause all clearly presuppose that what the founders were concerned about was not...
25: I asked a, you a yes no yes or no question. Could a president who ordered SEAL Team 6 to assassinate a political rival who was not impeached, would he be subject to criminal prosecution?
26: If he were impeached and convicted first. So, and so, so your answer is, is no. Is, my answer is qualified. Yes, there is a political process that would have to occur under our, the structure of our constitution, which would require impeachment and conviction by the Senate. And in these exceptional cases, as the OLC memo itself points out from the Department of Justice, you'd expect a speedy impeachment and conviction. But what the Founders were much more worried about than using criminal prosecution to discipline presidents was what uh, James Madison calls in Federalist Number Forty Seven the, the you know the, the newfangled and artificial treasons. They were much more concerned about the abuse of the criminal process for political purposes to disable the presidency from factions and political opponents. And of course, that's exactly what we see in this case.
25: I've, I've asked you a, a series of hypotheticals about criminal actions that could be taken by a president and could be considered official acts. And I've asked you, would such a president be subject to criminal prosecution if he's not impeached or convicted? And your answer, your yes or no answer is no.
26: I, I believe I said qualified, yes, if he's impeached and convicted first. Uh, we my question the was,
25: okay, so he's not impeached or and convicted, let's put that aside. You're saying a president could sell pardons, could sell military secrets, could order SEAL Team 6 to assassinate a, a political rival. Sale of
26: military secrets strikes me as something that might not be held to be an official act. The sale of pardons is something that's come up historically okay. and was not prosecuted.
25: your brief so- says that communicating with an executive branch agency is an official act. And communicating with a foreign government is an official act. That's what presidents do.
26: they're very strange situation. There's very strange examples of potential official acts. If you could achieve justice, you said set him against medicine. He said, "Rising directly under Article 2 section 1, that the, uh, uh, the courts, that the president's official acts are, quote, never examinable by the courts. And he says it like four different
25: times on pages 164 to 166. Well, let me ask you about that then, counsel, because your position is, as I understand it, if a president is impeached or convicted, impeached and convicted by Congress, then he is subject to criminal prosecution, correct?
26: Yeah, it necessary,
25: said, to criminal jam- prosecution. Is that a yes? yes? Yes. Okay, so therefore he's not completely and absolutely immune because under the procedure that you concede, he can be prosecuted if there's an impeachment and conviction by the Senate. Very, very formidable structural check against the astonishing radical action of prosecuting a former president official acts. But you're conceding that presidents can be criminally prosecuted under certain circumstances.
26: Specifically, if they're impeached and convicted, I think that's the main of the impeachment judgment clause.
25: And isn't that also a concession that a president can be criminally prosecuted for an official act because presidents can be impeached for official acts? under those unique circumstances. Correct, but given that you're conceding that presidents can be criminally prosecuted under certain circumstances, doesn't that narrow the issues before us to can a president be impeached, um, I'm sorry, can a president be prosecuted without first being impeached um, and convicted? Uh, All of your other arguments seem to fall away. Your separation of powers arguments fall away. Your policy arguments fall away if you concede that a president can be criminally prosecuted under some circumstances.
26: disagree with that. The Constitution, in the Article Two, Section One, Investing Clause, as interpreted very clearly by Chief Justice Marshall in Marbury against Madison, says Article Three.
4: So this is great. This is. <clears throat> This this is great. I mean, I can I, the, the the judges at least though the one who was doing most of the talking there is pretty inclined to uh, rule that uh, the the prosecution can go forward here. So <clears throat> my understanding, and I could just be wrong here too. And honestly, like maybe everybody's wrong because this hasn't been tested in any sort of meaningful way yet. Well, I think once they're out of office, if they did a bunch of crime while they were the president, they can get fucking prosecuted for it. I think the idea is that they, the Justice Department can't go after a sitting president. Although I think that's dumb, too. <laughs> I just think that's sort of the idea. Up next, we got a uh, New Hampshire governor, Chris Sununu who has uh, endorsed Nikki Haley on whether or not uh, he might vote for Donald Trump if he is the Republican nominee, even if he is uh, convicted of crimes
27: think both of the candidates on stage tonight were unable to answer that question with a yes or a no?
24: Well, I don't, I don't think it's that they're unable. I think that the candidates spend their time talking about what they're going to deliver, right? This, this. They're not going to spend all their time just trying to, you know, do the Trump question and all that sort of thing. I know that gets kind of the headlines, but they're there to earn the, the trust and the votes specifically of the Iowa voters. It's effectively a neck and neck race. Um, I know DeSantis has said he's going to win Iowa. Trump says he's going to win Iowa. They've both set very high expectations.
4: Uh, Trump's going to win Iowa. DeSantis is not going to win anything. DeSantis will drop out, maybe not after Iowa, but not long after Iowa.
24: Not quite the the expectations on Haley's side, but she's obviously doing incredibly well because she's just still getting out there, earning the votes, um, not worrying about what the other candidates do. So I'm I'm not surprised about that at all. Um, You know, Nikki took on Trump, I think, pretty strong. Uh, Talking about January 6th, talking about election denial in in the debate tonight. So uh, there's no question where Nikki stands. She's not playing for second place. She's playing to win this thing and bring this country together. And she's made it very clear where she stands on Donald Trump.
27: Well, it's not just that it gets headlines, Governor with all due respect. He is the the front runner right now in this race by by pretty wide margins depending on which numbers you're looking at. Do you not think that they should be able to to say yes or no if the person who is right now beating them in this race has the character to be president again?
24: Well again, I I think it's a nuanced question. I really do. These no, it's not. focusing on earning the votes. They're not going to start, they're not earning more votes by placating into an anti-Trump crowd, per se. They have, Nikki Haley has to talk about what she's going to deliver, build a pro-Haley crowd. Ron DeSantis is trying to do the same thing. He's trying to build that- He's pro- never going to be able to do that. pro DeSantis crowd. So you don't do that just by tearing, you know, the-, the Donald Trump down uh, 24-7. Chris tried that, God bless him, he had kind of a one state, uh, you know, one one issue strategy. It didn't work out, I applaud him. I think Chris is a good friend, he, he ran hard. It just didn't work out, it's not a winning strategy, uh, especially when you're talking to the Republican base, the Republican base that uh, just wants to see how we're gonna galvanize the party together, how to bring the country together. Um, so I think they did a great job focusing on where their focus needed to be to build their base and their support to have a strong showing in Iowa. And obviously Nikki isn't just trying Trying to have a strong showing in New Hampshire. She's on the verge of winning this state, uh, so it, it's a much different issue there as well. So that's what you have to do. You have to talk about yourself, grow your own support. <sighs> you don't do that just by focusing on all the other candidates.
27: Well, they didn't focus on him much at all. I mean, do you think that's a nuanced question to ask whether someone has the character to be president? I mean, do you think that Trump has the character to be president because you've endorsed someone else in this race?
24: Look, I think most of us are all going to support the Republican nominee. There's no question because when it comes to the the general election and who's going to be president, you know, if it were Trump out there, let's remember he's running against Biden. We all need Biden to lose. This socialism, this Bidenomics, it's all a bunch of bulls. Socialism, destroying the American middle class, it's destroying the American economy. This is crushing families. That's at the end of the day what what folks are going to be are going to be focused on. So I get it. I mean, I get it's a you know wh- where folks are where the media wants to go with with questions like that. But you know, it's it's a trap that they're not necessarily going to fall into. It's a trap that isn't going to build their base. Um, they're going to focus on themselves, and that, that should be expected.
27: One thing that Governor DeSantis brought up when he was asked about that tonight is he believes that Trump is going to be on trial. And he was talking about that being a distraction. But, Governor, there's also a chance that, that the former president could be a convicted felon by the time people are voting. I mean, even if he's a convicted felon, if he is the Republican nominee, does that mean you're still going to vote for him?
24: Look, I think right now most of America it looks like they would they would vote for him because he's winning he's busy. Biden is so bad that Trump is actually beating Biden in most polls. But what about okay, you? Okay, so Governor? most of America is right there. Yeah, I'm going to support the Republican nominee absolutely. Yeah, like that shouldn't shock anybody. That shouldn't be surprised to anybody that the Republican governor and most of, actually of America is going to end up going against Biden because they need to see a change in this country. I, I know. Again, have the, the the issues around the election changed the dynamics of the Republican primary? No, that's not an issue right with the Republican base right now. It's just not, and clearly not one that's holding the American public at large back. Because again, by you know, Trump is up you know one point. I, I love Nikki. One point up 10, 15 points on Biden. She wins Senate seats and House seats and governorships and brings all of that, those other opportunities to the states and the country to actually get stuff done. But, you know, make no mistake about it. Biden is that bad of a president that even Trump would win.
27: You're saying he's that bad of a president that even Trump would win, even if Trump is a convicted felon.
24: Y- yes, the polls say yes. People know that. Guys, I, I, the, the, four, the four court cases that are out there, we'll see kind of where they are. But right now, they're that not Georgia going one
4: into whether folks would. The Georgia one is he's
24: going down in Georgia. For, for, for Trump or not. I mean, I'm I surpri- am I'm, can be as surprised as that as you, but that that's just where it is right now. That's that's a fact. Look at the polls. The data is is clear. And it's not just one poll. It's poll after poll after poll that shows that Trump would be kind of at least within that margin of error. It would be a nail biter to be sure. Now, some of these other candidates like Nikki, they're going to win by double digits. And that's a fundamental difference. That means you actually no, get. No,
4: no, Nikki Haley wouldn't I beat guess. Joe Biden by double digits. She, I think she has a better chance of winning, but I don't think that she would wouldn't be <clears throat> popular vote wouldn't end up being like 55 45 or something like that if it was nikki haley i don't think that would be the case
24: and you know you can talk about those issues as much as you want but it's not what the american public is looking at maybe what the media is talking about but not what the american voters are looking at right now
27: well it could be in the general election certainly that's what even governor DeSantis has articulated governor sunu new thank you though for your time tonight here joining us and back with the panel now
4: so <clears throat> I wonder, is it possible, like, my question here is, if he's, let's say, uh, my, my, my take on all of this is that the strongest case against the former president is in Georgia. It's a RICO case. No pardons, five-year mandatory minimum. If he's convicted in Georgia before the election in November of 2024, and he's taken into custody, what happens then? I mean, I think fucking, I think all fucking shit's going to break loose. <laughs> Y'all better take good care of yourselves and your loved ones if that happens, because we're going to have a real fucking problem here in this country if that happens. Um, I'm not saying that that's a reason that he, if if the findings of, you know, if he's found to have broken RICO laws in Georgia, that he shouldn't be convicted. I'm just saying that uh, that is the uh, most chaotic possible thing. And I don't know what the fuck happens. What happens if subsequent to that, He then wins the electoral college and he's sitting in a fucking prison cell. He can't pardon himself because it's a fucking state crime. Does the governor of Georgia pardon him? I don't think so. And in fact, under that statute, the governor of Georgia can't. And It's a mandatory minimum of five years. So does he just serve his term from prison? Like what the fuck happens then? (laughs) And I think what the fuck happens then is not going to be good. I think we're it's going to be very bad. <clears throat> we can only hope that some weird shit happens and he this guy loses in the primaries, but that doesn't look likely either. So, here our, he the former guy also has a civil case against him. That also doesn't seem to be going so great. Um here's a, here's a hit from a CNN on that.
3: Talk to me about, I mean, we,
8: the counsel that's there. Who is, do you think? You've been his attorney before. Who's mm-hmm. controlling this? I mean, is the dog wagging the tail or the tail wagging the dog?
10: You know, when it comes to this case, I think that, um, in large respect, it's been kind of um, unled. Uh, for a while. I mean, I know
4: earlier on uh, when Ronald Fischetti was on it, he was handling it uh, appropriately. Of course, he unfortunately passed away. Uh, but, you know, with Alina Haba handling discovery, you know, that's, that's not, you know, something where I think anybody was really at the wheel. Uh, and so now you get into this trial where it does, see- does seem to me to be kind of a combination of building a record for the appeal and putting out things into the media that are helpful to the campaign. <laughs> That's not how you win a trial. Um, I think you're probably going to lose the civil case, but it's not going to matter. That dude doesn't pay his bills. He's not going to pay his bills on the civil case. He's not going to pay it. He's just going to say he doesn't have the money. He's not going to pay it. And nobody's going to care because nothing's going to happen to him. You or I don't pay parking tickets, and we eventually end up in jail, but not not rich people. And a sad thing happened. One of the only good anchors, actually, at all, Mehdi Hassan, uh, resigned. And uh, here's his message to you from the last day of his show.
12: On Friday, President Joe Biden, who will likely face off against Trump this November, gave a speech slamming the former president and declared democracy as the central issue of the 2024 race.
1: Today, we're here to answer the most important of questions. Is democracy still America's sacred cause? That's what the 2024 election is all about. The choice is clear. Donald Trump's campaign is about him. He's willing
10: to sacrifice our democracy.
12: Still, far too many Democrats don't seem to understand what's at stake. When Maine's Democratic Secretary of State removed Trump from her state's presidential primary ballot last month, she got attacked by other Democrats, including her state's independent Senator Angus King, who caucuses with the Dems. He said what a lot of centrist Democrats and independents have been saying in recent days. Quote, the decision as to whether or not Mr. Trump should again be considered for the presidency should rest with the people as expressed in free and fair elections. Sounds nice, but the fundamental problem with that argument is that the people did decide in 2020, 81 million to 74 million, and yet Trump didn't accept their decision. He tried to overturn that decision violently, and there is no reason to believe he will not do that again in November. That's why he shouldn't be on the ballot, and that's why the framers of Section 3 of the 14th Amendment came up with it in the first place, to deal with illiberal, anti-democratic threats like Trump. And yet, the same Republicans who obsess over the Second Amendment think the 14th Amendment is just optional. The same Supreme Court justices who obsess over the original intent of the framers are probably going to ignore that original intent next month and rule in favor of Donald Trump. And the same Donald Trump who incited an insurrection just three years ago could be either president again in a year's time or launch another insurrection. So it's safe to say America's crisis of democracy, sadly, Is far from over.
4: And one of the only good people in the fucking mainstream media is no longer an anchor. That sucks. Mehdi Hassan, generally pretty good on stuff. And he got, we all know why, we all know why he got the axe. Asking too tough questions of people who were very, very, very uh, supportive of the governing coalition of the nation state of Israel. We all know that's why he's not there anymore. And that's fucked up. That's his job. Up next, Missouri Secretary of State seems like an idiot. If you could imagine that.
1: In other words, you think that when the Supreme Court takes this up, they are going to side with President Trump. Is that correct? Uh,
23: They are going to side against people being thrown off the ballot in this sort of manner. Um, The brief that I will be filing with the United United States Supreme Court is not going to say that President Trump is a bad person. It's not going to say that he's a good sure. person. What it's going to say is that this extrajudicial means of removing people from the ballot is catastrophic to our country if it's allowed to continue. Because if Democrats can do it, you know that Republicans will do it. And if Republicans well, will do it, then Democrats point.
1: will do it more. D- to that point, Secretary, in order to remove President Biden from the ballot, according to your state constitution, you would need to go to court. What do you think would be your strongest argument?
23: No, not argument? at all. Not, not no? at all. If
1: your you state constitution actually it, states that the Secretary of State lacks authority to assess qualifications of a candidate to determine whether to place a candidate's name on a primary ballot. That's according to section Sir. 115.387 of your state constitution. Sir,
23: what I'm saying is, if the Supreme Court upholds the ruling out of Colorado, and what Which happened went to in court
1: Colorado- to disqualify Donald Trump from the ballot. So you, according sir, to your state constitution, would need to sir, go to court.
23: Sir, sir, let's just be clear. First of sir. all, you've already said you're not an attorney and you don't know what happened in Colorado. I was. Happy I know to what
1: happened in Colorado, sir. What I said was that I didn't read through all of the evidence specifically to be able to qualify whether there was hearsay or not. To get back to my question, you well, said that, that you problem. would decide to remove Joe Biden from the ballot in your state. According to your state constitution, which I just read to you from, it says you need to go to court. I'm asking you what you think your strongest argument is.
23: And I continue to try to answer your questions, and you continue to try to tell me stuff that just isn't true. That's and not here's factual, the sir. You made,
1: you made an accusation Here, about me not knowing something. This. I'm trying to clarify it for you. You can choose to Here, answer the well, question or just continue deflecting. What is the strongest <laughs> argument you would make in court to <laughs> remove Joe Biden from the ballot? Go. God, getting
4: bodied by some dude nobody's ever heard of on CNN has just got to be embarrassing. <clears throat> The guy's like, uh, your constitution says if you want to remove somebody from the ballot, you have to go through the courts. And he's like, well, you're like, I'm fabricating things. And the guy's like, I just read you the thing from the constitution. And he's like, I'm trying to answer your question. <laughs> Fucking dumb fuck. And now we got a CNN contributor. i um, actually going to criticize Joe Biden for, of all things, um, not, not curing cancer.
0: Already. Well, I I think Biden would have fared better if he actually gave credit where credit was due with Nikki Haley. Nikki Haley was the governor at that time and decided she was going to remove the Confederate flag from all state grounds. I mean she she did this. Biden didn't do it. She did it. So I just I, I think that you need to give credit where credit is due. It's one of the things that Trump could never do it was he took all of the credit for anything good that happened when congress um were writing the laws he took uh credit for um, funding the hbcus and making sure that the hbcus were funded permanently the other thing i wanted to talk about i was really i was so happy when biden was campaigning and talked talking about his son and his commitment to remove to find a cure for cancer And according to the CDC, compared to other races, Black and African Americans are getting and dying from all kinds of cancers. They have the highest death rate for cancer overall. I want him to keep that promise because everybody, what? Democrats and Republicans, would hold hands. They would be hand in hand in trying to eradicate this country and, and other countries of cancer. What the fuck? Um, and there are, there are people that are doing it, that are working, and he, I, wish, I wish he would listen and, and really join efforts with them to eradicate. This would be equivalent to man landing on the moon if the United States would, was the country to eradicate cancer. Might affect more people. That would help black.
21: Yeah. <laughs> well,
4: quite a bit, yeah. you know. Even what the fuck? Do you think people haven't been working on this for like ever, For like since people, since people, since medical science figured out what what cancer, what? Well, first of all, <clears throat> cancer is an umbrella term for <clears throat> many different diseases that share uh, common and similar properties. Um, but I don't understand the criticism here. Is federal funding not going toward this? I don't know what she's talking about. I mean, she's right that like uh, various forms various forms of cancer do uh, hit uh, people uh, people of color, Um it's uh, primarily, uh, I think, probably socioeconomic. Um, we get diagnosed later; they're more likely to die. Um, all, all manner of uh, bad shit, actually. But uh, I don't think the president can just cure cancer. I, I mean. I I don't understand. I mean, I would never, I can't, I mean, okay. There is a situation under which I would criticize the president for not curing cancer. Uh, If they claim to have, (laughs) right. If they claim, oh, I cured cancer. It's like, oh, no, you didn't. (laughs) But I don't think Biden has made any such claim. And I'd be curious to see uh, if through uh, the executive branch has uh, the executive branch, you know, given funding to the extent that they can without Congress to cancer research. Uh, I think a lot of that, the federal funding has to go through Congress. So yeah, I don't know. I was a, I don't know what that was. That was confusing. I mean, usually, usually I kind of understand what kind of dumb shit people are talking about, but that I'm just confused. And uh, if anybody can explain that to me, you can go ahead and do that either in the chat live here, or if somebody can uh, maybe comment on the podcast on uh, Apple Podcasts or Spotify, make sure to leave a one-star review too. We're real proud of those. So the GOP debate was kind of what you would expect. I'm just going to play a couple short clips from it. It was all kind of dumb. There's nothing, uh, you know, if, if you noticed, we, we didn't watch this. We're not going to watch any of this because the, the main event isn't there. And if Donald Trump isn't there, there's no point in watching any of this because the front runner isn't there. So they're all just kind of, I don't even know what they're doing, probably all trying to sell a book.
20: He spent more money on private planes than he has on commercials trying to get Iowans to vote for him. If you can't manage a campaign, how are you going to manage a country? Which is exactly
15: what I'm proud of. um I'm proud that in the state of Florida, we're ranked number one for economy of all 50 states by CNBC. Number one for education. She was ranked number 50 in education when she was governor of California. Uh, She wasn't governor of California.
4: I know he just misspoke, but that's pretty funny. (laughs) Up next, we got more from this. so-called debate this is a nikki haley getting called out on just fucking saying one thing and then just saying a whole other thing you know totally unfair totally unfair why 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 are they why are they holding her to the, the thing she said not too terribly long ago totally unfair question here check this out just very unfair from brett bear here
16: so, Governor, uh, Governor DeSantis is hitting you for claiming the retirement age is, quote, way, way too low. He said, quote, I don't know why she's saying that. So are you saying that? Where do I you have stand never
20: on that? once said that.
16: Well, wait, wait, wait. In Bloomberg interview, you said, um, anyone who says they'll leave America bankrupt, Social Security will go bankrupt, Medicare will, so we don't touch anyone's retirement, but go to people like my kids in their 20s and tell them the rules haven't changed. Change the retirement age to reflect life expectancy.
20: Yes.
4: Yes. So, none of these people want to lift the cap. If People don't know what I'm talking about. Um, when you pay taxes, the Social Security... You only pay it, I think, on the first 140, 140k, something like that. I forget what the exact number is. But if we got rid of that cap, Social Security would be solvent at 100% of expected benefits for longer than most economists are comfortable forecasting. So they don't want to talk about that. You're not even increasing the amount that's being taken; the percentage. You're just capturing more of the the income at the top with uh, Social Security tax. FICO, I think it's called FICO taxes. Nobody wants to talk about that. That's like the easy way, but whatever these people hate social security. I think anyway, here's more. This one is, um,
20: well, we'll just let it ride. I think ballots need to be counted on election day and you should get results on election day, but those, that election Trump lost it. Biden won that election. And the idea that he's gone and carried this out forever to the point that he's going to continue to say these things to scare the American people are wrong. We've seen a lot of states come together and do more election integrity bills. We need to do more than that. We still have three or four states that I'm worried about that don't have that. But at the end of the day, I will always defend and fight for the Constitution. That's what we should do as Americans. I think what happened on January 6th was a terrible day, and I think President Trump will have to answer for it. So
1: just to clarify, a clarification clarification. ah
4: she just lost a bunch of voters I think but I mean yeah she right he a crybaby. but she should have the problem with her she could have come out like this from the jump and I think the only chance she has is to just start going after the former president try to like pretend to be a moderate somebody in chat mentioned this earlier here this is this is uh, is great Uh, here's a Somebody gave Ron DeSantis a trophy, <laughs> but um, it's a certain kind of trophy that the people, people on the, uh, I mean, they I'll call them anti SJW, right? Have uh, been making fun of for a while.
19: What? Nothing's going to stop
2: us. Uh, real quick, before we get started, thank you everyone. Governor DeSantis, I want to present to you this participation trophy. <laughs> now, probably not going to win the election, right? But we're proud of you for trying. Participation trophy. Sorry, buddy. He's special, and he's unique, and he's our little snowflake.
15: Thank you. Here you go. did you want to use the Lord? We're so <laughs>
4: Oh, that guy does so bad when people troll him, too. He just looks so uncomfortable. I mean, he always looks uncomfortable, but, like, even more uncomfortable than he usually looks. (laughs) Up next, we got uh, House Speaker Mike Johnson uh, versus Jake Tapper.
6: Jake, seven million people have come into the country since Biden uh, walked into the Oval Office. And that's a, a low estimate. Most people believe it may be twice that high. We have a, nearly two million gotaways that we know about, not to mention those who evaded capture. Over 300 uh, known terrorists apprehended at the border trying to come in. We don't know how many evaded uh, capture and, and uh, detection. They're in the country, potentially setting up terrorist cells everywhere. Fentanyl is the number one cause of death for Americans age 18 to 49, flowing over the border like an open source. Human trafficking is the number one business of the cartels here. Estimated, we were told today, Jake, one of the local sheriffs here said that they believe that the cartels are making $32 million a week on trafficking human beings into the U.S. That's over $1.5 billion a year. Transnational criminal organizations. And the Biden administration seems to care nothing about it. Remember, they could they could issue executive orders and fix this overnight. You could uh, restate, reinstate the Remain in Mexico policy. You could stop the catch and release policy that the Biden administration right. assists upon. You could do some some very important things, but they refuse to do it. So just just one note on the terrorist thing: there aren't hundreds of known terrorists getting into the country. There are people uh, whose
24: uh, identity have been flagged on a certain database. I just don't want people out there thinking that the you know 200 members of Hamas have flown into the into the country and we don't even know about it. It's it's a little hey, bit more. Hey, Hey Jake I'm, hey not, Jake, I'm it, not I'm not saying that it's not serious I'm just saying these aren't necessarily terrorists
6: that's the terrorist watch list Jake right. it takes quite a bit to make that list okay these are dangerous people who are coming to the country and-
4: no the terrorist watch list is notoriously fucked up and you just have the same name as somebody and now you can't fly and shit dude the terrorist watch list is notoriously fucked up <laughs> incorrect these are the same He's like the same, like, like the, oh, I don't trust the government unless they tell you somebody's a terrorist. It's like, well, all right. Here is um, Representative Jasmine Crockett, uh, one of our, our queen. She's out of Texas, and she's going to talk about uh, January 6th and the people in Congress, how their behavior now and the way they're talking about it now uh, contrasts in some ways with uh, their behavior while uh, the events of January 6th were happening.
18: And juries are comprised of American citizens and the people that have entered pleas of guilty that will be flipping on your leader in a minute. They are Republicans. I do want to point that out. And half of them were Republicans that were handpicked by Donald Trump himself. So to be clear, whatever happens to your little leader. It's going to be because of the actions that he took. So you can talk all you want to about how January 6th was nonsense, but all of y'all were running at that time. Y'all were grabbing y'all's gas masks and y'all were running to your offices because you didn't know if they were coming to kill you. You should have cared that somebody was there to protect you, but instead you want to play games because you found out that it was your leader that decided that he wanted to propagate an insurrection on our country. So don't tell me that you care about the Constitution, because you don't. All you care about is Trump getting reelected, and I'll yield the last of my time to my leader.
10: Thank you very much, Ms. Crockett, for your eloquent and powerful and irrefutable remarks. <laughs>
4: I, I would, uh, those are good good descriptors for her. And notice he didn't call her eloquent, he called her remarks eloquent, because it's actually kind of shitty to to call a black person eloquent. Um here's uh jim acosta versus the guy from no labels fuck no labels <laughs> and i mean mostly fuck jim acosta
1: but this is pretty good it's not bad here
28: states right now and county
1: yeah joe let me ask you this uh, no labels is not required to disclose who who is giving you money uh how how is no labels being funded
28: we're a c4 we're a nonprofit. you know we've been around for 14 years you know it's interesting that folks are uh... you know bringing this uh, up for questioning now after all the bipartisan work that we've done whether it be the bipartisan infrastructure bill well it's a valid side, question
10: if here's how i mean it's you're more than just a nonprofit if you're gonna put put a, a
1: ticket out yeah, there with the potential of uh... Can I, can throwing a monkey wrench into the I, into the I, race right
28: can i finish unity 08 versus fec gives us a constitutional right to access the ballot before then only billionaires could run it as an independent or a third party. You know, as a nonprofit, we have access. We have a right to access that ballot. And that Supreme Court case, by the way, is underpinned by Alabama versus the NAACP, when Alabama was trying to get the NAACP to devolve its roles to attack. Yeah, them. but Joe, and I, that's exactly uh, what's going on. No
1: label sounds like no transparency. If if Donald Trump and Joe Biden have to disclose who their their donors are uh why not no labels we're
28: we're we're not running a campaign yet what but okay let's say when you put together a ticket would you pledge when you put a a ticket out there do you pledge to
1: disclose who those donors are
28: look the ticket will have to abide by the the rules that fec the super pac will as well you know we don't have a ticket we're not advocating for a particular candidate we're abiding by the rule of the law all the while while people are attacking us. And I really haven't seen much coverage of that. You know how.
4: <laughs> I don't like this C4 shit. This 501 C4 shit. I, I'm okay with it. Like for maybe like if your 501 C4 is like feeding the poor or whatever. But if you're engaged in political activity. And I mean feeding the poor is political activity. But I mean like in partisan politics. Let's say. Or uh, helping propose legislation. Yeah you got to open your books. I mean I know that's not how the law is. But I don't, I don't like this. These are good questions. Because if they're thinking about fielding a ticket, which it's probably too late in the game to do, um, but if they were thinking about doing it, um, then like they're going to be using the resources that they've gathered while they're a 501c4 that does not have to disclose to uh, vet and field the ticket. And I think uh, if that's going on, people should probably have a right to know. Yeah, that's a good point. I write Lump in the chat. You said if you're feeding the poor, you're probably just a C3 because you, the people that are feeding the poor... Don't mind actually <laughs> their names being on things. They're like, look, I donated to this charity. <clears throat> All right, now we're into some religious batshittery. This is uh, the Elijah's List show. Uh, we first found the Elijah's List show because Cat uh, Kerr was going on there talking about uh, stomping on the rain to make, or uh, stomping on the ground to make the flood water go down. And instead of like uh, evacuating when the hurricane was coming. Uh, but this is about the anointing of Twitter.
22: I have a personal friend who no, when Elon Musk bought Twitter. Yeah. He was allowed to go into the, into Twitter now X and anoint every one of the rooms. He actually oh. poured oil and, oh. and met with some of the leading people in, um, in, in that, uh, in that, uh, industry and was able to prophesy. And the very place that Elon Musk made the announcement that he had bought Twitter, my friend actually poured oil in that place and what? prophesied. So there are things that are going on behind the scenes that are happening that people, that, I, that we can't even talk about publicly. Yeah. But we need to begin to pray for these people. We need what? to begin to understand uh, what God is doing
4: what on earth so somebody went in and anointed the twitter hq and was like putting do they mean like is there like some kind of blessed oil or does he mean there's like fucking uh, 10w40 just throwing motor oil all over the place who fucking knows now here's julie green trump's former spiritual advisor or whatever and she has another message from uh, god himself actually
21: it's time to drain the swamp you would say every dirty secret every traitor every treasonous act is about to come out for the world to see because as you move forward this year their dis- desperation is growing and all bets are off they will stop at nothing to stop this nation from rising and to regain its power again the silent war that has been going on soon will be silent no more so get ready for great changes to take place soon very soon the return of your rightful president will soon be seen but also the return of blessing into my nation a return of freedom a return of justice a return of prosperity a return of liberty yes a great return in 2024 saith the lord your redeemer
4: Alright. Um that was a message from God, everybody. That uh rightful president Donald Trump will be reinstated or whatever. Things aren't going great. Speaking of not great, it seems like Tulsi Gabbard is um talking again. I thought she had shut the fuck up. when I saw this, I was like, wait a minute. Didn't she just start shutting the fuck up? Well, Here is her talking about launching a show on Twitter. uh, Some people call X.
3: Free speech is something that a lot of us have taken for granted throughout our lives. It is fundamental to our rights that we have as Americans. Unfortunately, we live in a time where free speech is under attack. Lifting up your voice in dissent or challenge or questioning or even having a dialogue and debate is not only discouraged, it can be cause for retaliation or cancellation or censorship. We must defend our right to free speech by using it. I'm excited to announce today a partnership with X, a platform that under the leadership of Elon Musk not only uh, defends free speech, it is celebrated and encouraged. So I'm looking forward to launching some new projects with them where I'll tell the stories and tell the truth about what's happening here in our country and around the world, the truth that most often those in power don't want us to hear. I'll also be sharing a series of short films that lift up the voices of those who are most negatively impacted by the decisions of those in power, but whose voices aren't being heard. See you soon.
4: Okay. Nobody's gonna watch this show, but. <clears throat> it's it's pretty well known that uh, X pumps like video views. They'll basically lie. So if like I scroll past her video, but it auto plays, and even with the sound off, that counts as a view. So just, just so everybody knows that when you see uh, video views on Twitter slash X, they're they're not not so um not so accurate. Anyway, here is Elijah Schaefer, one of the world's biggest pieces of shit talking about uh, race relations and uh, public safety. This is going to be great. Fantastic.
13: Well, I'm really excited to talk to you guys today about my favorite group of people. I uh, ended up having to get a, uh, Colonoscopy, and it was a very um, invasive surgery. And luckily, um, while there was a huge backup of state funded medicine inside of Australia, they did remind us that we are letting in 2.2% of the entire population every single year uh, because we need more lawyers and doctors. So I actually ran into my doctor on the street. I don't know if you guys could see this video, and uh, he was already prepared with his instruments out, ready to what uh, the fuck? The invasive technique. And here's how our interaction looked.
4: What the fuck?
13: Very normal. Very normal. These are our doctors. These are our lawyers, our presidents of Harvard. They are a master race. They built the pyramids. Uh, They also built the space shuttle. You thought we didn't go to the moon? Well. I bet you guessed it. They helped us go to the moon too. We're talking about black people today. And while people could accuse me of racism and say, Elijah, but, are you racist? That's,
4: but, um, I would. Yeah, say- that's a pretty, pretty easy so far
13: do not compliment me i am not fully there yet but i do see some serious issues going on in our country of denial not only is it a river in egypt but it's the number one platform of our politicians as crime continues to rise and what do we blame on the left we blame racism what do we blame on the right we blame democrats but i've been to vermont and vermont is a democrat state and it's quite beautiful it's clean it's wonderful people but it's 95% Caucasian. Maybe, just maybe, there's another problem on our hands. And that's why we're going to be talking about the rising crime rate in the country, as well as the impact it's going to have on the future of Western civilization.
4: Crime rate in Delaware is low because it's socioeconomics. Pretty pretty rich place. And not a lot of big cities. Uh, big cities do like increase crime because you're going to have more conflict like per person. Although big cities have uh, basically never been safer. People are tripping out. I would like to introduce people to the years 1987 through 1994 in any major American city. They should check the crime rate out uh, there. Oh, and we also have some information from the chat that uh, Vermont's uh, homicide rate is higher than Los Angeles and uh, New York. Stunning. And that Burlington is... Four times or three and a half times that of other major cities. Hmm, that's interesting. Hmm. Wonder if he didn't. Wonder if he didn't know that. Wonder if what he meant was I just saw white people, so I assume there's no crime. Thanks, chat. That's why uh, podcast listeners, you should be uh, tuning in live. The chat sometimes has better analysis than I do, but only sometimes. <clears throat> Our next clip is from the Lex Fridman Show. I guarantee. You will not see this in long form on the intellectual Dollar Tree. I cannot possibly sit through any more Lex Fridman, I don't think. And certainly not Lex Fridman uh, talking with uh, Jared Kushner.
13: I just think it's something where if you want to accomplish something, you know, a lot of people I hear, they complain about what other people do or why it's hard or why it's impossible. And again, I say this as somebody who's been so blessed with with, with so many things in life. But
4: he like sort of reminds me of the Krasenstein brothers. But you know, when I've had challenges
13: or things I've wanted to achieve, I just focus and say, "What can I do?" And I'll, I'll read everything I, I can get my hands on. I'll, I'll if I fail at one, day, the, the door closes. I'll try the window. If the window closes, I'll try the chimney. If the chimney closes, I'll try to dig a tunnel. It's just, if you want to accomplish something, you just have to go at it. I. It helps when your family
4: is rich as fuck. That's for sure. He's like, "Oh, it was just, uh, it was just me. I just, uh, just every time I fell down, there was just fucking somebody to pick me up." And by that I mean my family, and that's totally fine. By the way, that's your, what your family should do if they have the means. There's no no problem there. It's just like don't pretend you're fucking self-made when, when you weren't. One last one, fellas, fellas, is it is it gay? Is it gay to plan ahead for a uh, Valentine's Day? Matt Walsh asking the tough questions.
1: Um. But of course, 97% of us are buying the Valentine's day gift on the way home from work on February 14th. Oh, can't wait till his wife leaves him. But buying a Valentine's day gift for your wife a month early is the gayest thing you
4: could do. Well, but what, 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 if you just see something a month before Valentine's day and you're like, you know what? My fucking wife would love this. Shouldn't he right away? to her Valentine's Day. I'm going to win Valentine's Day this year.
10: Do that.
1: Because if you get, if if it's January 3rd and you tell your wife, "I got you Valentine's Day gift already." She's going to say, "I so you're gay." Well that so that kind of ruins Valentine's Day, doesn't it? Fellas, is it gay to
4: think about your wife when you're out shopping or going about your business? Is it gay to be like, "Oh my god, Oh my God, Susan would love that. I got I to, gotta, oh, Valentine's Day is in a month. Oh, it, no, this is great. This is great. It's called Planning Ahead. It's uh one of those things, aren't these fucking conservatives being like, you know, you should think ahead and be more responsible and not procrastinate and put shit off. Apparently, they mean that except for when we're talking about buying a gift. Was it also gay that I bought all my christmas gifts for everybody in november or is that different because it's not valentine's day and what about people like me i am gay and i don't think i'm gonna have to buy anybody anything for valentine's day you don't really buy things for valentine's day for people you're just hooking up with on grinder so i don't know how all this works i don't know we'll have to we'll have to ask a gay in a relationship uh how early they buy their valentine's day gift Anyway, I guess that's the end of the show. Podcast listeners, thanks for uh, checking the podcast out. Make sure you're following us on uh, Twitch. It's twitch.tv slash Media. If you would like the rest of the show, the post game, you can get that patreon.com slash Echoplex, $5 level or higher, or at any level at eplex.store with our monthly subscription. And uh, if you do it via eplex.store, you also get automatic discounts on anything you buy from our shop. I recommend the tinfoil hat, but there's also some really good new shit in there. Anyway, this is Boomers by Periscope. Change the color of the lights, change the content of my drink, and we'll be back with red light.